Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Crooked Conversations is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace. Destiny is calling, John. It is? Really? It says you need a new website. <laughs> Feels like it would have more to say than just that. <laughs> Fine. Make it with Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website by yourself. Make it stand out. Stand out with the beautiful website. I stand out all on my own, John. <laughs> but okay. Create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new website. Sort of self-referential. I know. What is going on? This feels like a, like a bad, it's, bad it's a slam talk. poetry. It's crazy talk. <laughs> Showcase your work. Blog or publish content. Sell products and services of all kinds. Promote your physical or online business. Announce an upcoming event or special project. And more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize look and feel. The templates are cool. Yeah, they are very good. Look and feel. Love it's in charge of look and feel. For Crooked Media. Are you enjoying all of our, uh, our, our graphics and our, feel? and our cohesive uh, branding? Huh? Huh? You think that happens by accident? Our brand identity. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. Mm. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. How do I do it? Keep dreaming, but make it a reality. <laughs> As in, I suppose, make the website, but don't stop coming up with new website ideas. That's good. That's good. Hmm. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code CROOKEDCONVOS. Remember Failure to Launch starring uh, Matthew McConaughey? Use the offer code CROOKEDCONVOS to save 10% off. Hold on, guys. I got to take a quick call. Oh, oh this is Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Remember Mr. Destiny starring the other Belushi? Didn't Destiny sign an NDA? Didn't Michael Cohen make Destiny sign an NDA? I think Fox NDA. News sat on a story about Destiny's relationship with Trump, actually. <laughs> uh. I'm John Favreau. I'm Tommy Vitor. And you're listening to Crooked Conversations. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, this Crooked Conversation is an interview that... Tommy and I did with uh, a journalist and filmmaker from the Netherlands named Tice Roos. All the way live from Amsterdam. Yeah, this was from our Amsterdam show. We didn't release that show because, frankly, we had too many shows to, uh, and they overwhelmed our release schedule. But this was such a good conversation and it was so interesting and so relevant to the conversations we're having in the U.S. today about the opioid crisis and our ongoing uh, seemingly never-ending drug war. So we wanted to release it. Yeah, Tyson has done a lot of work on drug policy. That's his focus. And uh, so we talked to him especially about the more lenient drug policy in the Netherlands that has actually led to fewer addictions. Mm -hmm. We've been this laboratory for drug policy and we've seen that uh, we've seen the benefits of legalization and just the basically the evils of prohibition. We hope you guys like this conversation. There's, uh, also, a, there's also a joke in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Lovett made a joke that he wants you guys to realize uh, is just a joke. Maybe. It was joking. <laughs> Enjoy. Tice is a journalist who has worked in the U.S. and the Netherlands researching the pros and cons of Dutch drug policy for publications like Vice. He is also the host of the YouTube channel Controlled Substance. Please give it up for Tice Roos. Hello. How are you doing? Good, good. Welcome to Amsterdam. Uh, it's good to be here. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us. So from the, from the 70s to the 90s, 
Uh, I know the Netherlands grappled with a heroin addiction epidemic, and you've studied this a lot. You've done a lot of uh, journalism on this. So the government responded by creating a program that to provide long-term addicts free heroin in controlled and closely monitored settings. Um, this was fairly crazy for us to read in the United States. It's still crazy. As, you know, especially now, like Jeff Sessions is our attorney general, and I'm like, what's happening with heroin there? I, I'm, um, I'm not even sure that most Dutch people are aware of this. Okay. Um, so today in the Netherlands now, heroin use is nearly non-existent in people under 40. Uh, can you talk about how and why this strategy works? Love works be better than suppression, uh, okay. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, the Netherlands is, very, is a very pragmatic country. It just tries to solve problems. So uh, when there were just addicts just on the streets, the question was not like, how can we get rid of them in a way, but more like, how can we solve the problem? And I guess in the, in the early 80s, the first things were just things that you might find in the U.S., like um, rooms where you can use, mm -hmm. or uh, needle exchange programs, stuff like that. But the uh, idea was always to, to keep them in sight, not push them away, but keep them close, not far away. Because if you keep them close, you can give them healthcare, you can see what's going on, you can, you can sort of help them instead of just kick them, you know. And um, eventually, uh, and actually, education helped really well. Like, I just remember as a kid growing up that, you know, drugs were just, like, a general thing. But heroin, you just don't touch. That was something that just, I don't know, there were songs by Dutch bands that would sing about that. <laughs> you know the song, here we knuckled for Domme. You know, that's, that, that works, you know, it works. You just don't touch heroin. And then in the 90s, you know, there was, was this small group where they, they just, they, they couldn't solve the problem. They just, they found this group that was just, let's call it immune, I guess, to, to any sort of treatment. And then eventually uh, the government found this program actually in Switzerland and implemented it really well here, here in the Netherlands. The government, we all pay for heroin for long-term addicts and wow. problem solves. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is, uh, I want to... I want to take that quote out of context. I, I do. <laughs> we pay for heroin, problem solved. There we go. That is I mean, counterintuitive. I, I have been to these places, and I must say they're, they're, um, it's, they're, they're extreme cases. It's not, it's not some sort of like, hey, here's heroin, free for all. It doesn't work that way at all. It's just the first thing they ask people is like, do you have, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a job? What, what's your situation? And then the heroin is just, it's a part of it. Um, of, the, of like a whole program that they will get into. And they're thinking about maybe actually started doing it for crack now as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, you, you heard that here first, by the way. Yeah. Broke news. Yeah. I mean, so last, in 2016, 64,000 people died in the United States from opioid overdoses. Um, so this is now being seen as an epidemic. Um, and we are just starting to, I think, rethink in some fashion, how we'll approach, um, approach this current drug crisis uh, that might be different from crack, where you know, the laws were, let's just sentence people for as long as possible and be as tough as possible. But the challenge was in the 80s, I think, and race had a lot to do with this, um, uh, policy options that were more politically palatable or at least popular won versus policy options that might actually be effective. So, you I mean, you, you sort of shorthanded it as you're pragmatic, but like, what can we learn from you guys about how to approach these 
you know, these issues in a way that actually makes sense and that's outcome driven. Um, so base a policy on science, uh, look at what works. <laughs> Are you, very unique. Are you writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> that really works. Um, the, the thing is, I, I would like to say, though, not everything is perfect in the Netherlands. Um, we, we, we are that primarily pragmatic country, but it's also, we love compromise. Um, it, it, if you look at other sort of drug policies, say uh, weed policy, um, we have a very gray system uh, compared to what you now have in, in California. We're just or, wild out there. You're just wild. You're just wild. And I think that... Um, uh, one of the things, like we've been this laboratory for drug policy, and we've seen that uh, we've seen the benefits of legalization and just the basically the evils of prohibition. Um, what works is um, it should be available, but it shouldn't be encouraged in any sort of way. So commercialization is really wrong, and what happened with opioids, with just doctors keeping on prescribing them, is also really bad. Right. Um, so if you go into Amsterdam here, yes, there will be a couple of obnoxious signs here and there. But it's, it's illegal for them to uh, advertise. For Coffee shops cannot advertise. Um, you won't see big ads in any sort of papers advertising anything. So uh, I think what you can learn from us is that now that you're taking these really great steps toward, in, in case of cannabis, um, the over-commercialization that's instantly happening is just really not that great. Um, I think another thing you can really lear learn from us is um, I think we can... Talk about it a little bit more openly. Uh, we have this show on, in the Netherlands, again, taxpayer-funded, um, where kids basically do drugs on television. <laughs> it learned us a lot. Like it, it, it what just kind of drugs? Everything. 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 <laughs> everything. And again, here, the hero I, I vividly remember the heroin episode where the guy, he had tried every type of drug, and then he threw the heroin... Whatever joint, he threw that in the toilet, like as a, as a, as a thing. But MDMA, LSD, they, they have a thing on YouTube now as well called Drugs Lab. It's, yeah. It's, and the purpose of the show is? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the start a conversation about it. Okay. It's like, it's such a taboo. And one of, the, one of the reasons that the drug war can actually basically keep on going on is that nobody really wants to talk about their drug use, right? 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 It's like, it's something private. You hide it from your parents. You don't talk about it at work. And so the only image that we have of drug users are junkies, mm -hmm. you know, right. even though all the statistics show that, you know, a large part of you has used them. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, you know, I, I, would, I would think, you know, we're normal people, are we, are we not? And, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's something that we, I hope, but that's something that we hardly ever talk about, just regular experiences, positive experiences about it. Right. And that gives that one-sided image that, that also just keeps that a, a system that doesn't work just, just there. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, maybe the, the story of, like, if you want to know, like, how, how Holland can also fail um, or just be really weird, the story of mushrooms is really wonderful. Um, Please tell us the story of mushrooms. Yes. Uh, okay, so... Magic mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, used to be legal in the Netherlands. And then the sad thing happened. This girl uh, from France committed suicide while on mushrooms, probably. And then her parents said, um, you know, we hold the Dutch government responsible for the death of our, our child. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, that created a huge media outcry. And to make a long story short, 
um, Ministry of Health asked all the experts, should we ban mushrooms? Experts say the same thing they always say. No, don't do it. Prohibition doesn't work. Um, let's, let's do some other measures. So what do politicians do? They do it anyway. Right. They still ban them. But they didn't do it all the way. Um, so nowadays, you can just go to a smart shop in Amsterdam and the rest of the country and buy magic truffles. Because it turned out <laughs> that the government basically uh, banned pork, uh, no, sorry, banned bacon, but not pork. <laughs> so if you just have the same mushroom in a different type of form, um, it's still there. And everybody was happy. Because the politicians could say, hey, look, we've solved the problem. Um, people who use it said, hey, I can still get it. And the people who sell it were like, hey, we're still making money here. And it's I'm such sorry, a... where, where do you... Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I knew about the pot thing. Yeah, the mushroom thing is so, nobody... But you can buy them in stores. <laughs> I heard you're off tomorrow. We are, but <laughs> uh, you, hypothetically, you can buy them. You can oh, buy yes, mushrooms can, in stores. Yes, and you call them truffles. <laughs> the, the, if, if you say mushrooms, they will be like, no, don't, don't call them mushrooms. But it's, they have psilocybin in them, exactly the same. Magic substance. truffles. Magic truffles. They're there. Sorry to turn. What a leave early. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's, it's so typical of, of Holland, where it's like we are a tiny little country with a, just a shitload of people. Like, we literally pump water out of, like, the land so, to make enough room for, you know, for people to live. And we want to sort of, like, all be able to live together, sort of. They, they call it gezellig. Like, it needs to be... <laughs> it's like this Dutch word of trying to... It needs to be cozy among us, yeah, well, sort was, of. We don't want to fight. And that's why we come up with these solutions that are really weird, but sort of work for everyone a little bit. Right. Crooked Conversations is brought to you by Tommy John. Tommy John. Heard of that one. Start the new year off right by upgrading your old, uncomfortable underwear to Tommy John. Can I tell you guys a story? Mm -hmm. Please do. Guess what it's about? Tommy John underwear. It's about underwear. <laughs> so this very morning, I was racing to come to the office because, you know, we got to start time at 11 a.m. <laughs> That's when he came in this morning. And uh, we all I panicked travels. because I thought, my goodness, we've been in Europe for so many days uh, and I've been in, living out of a suitcase. And I go rummaging through the suitcase we had in Europe. I find no Tommy John. Oh, no. And I thought, well, today is ruined. Custom stole it. I go into the Christmas suitcase, the suitcase I still didn't unpack from that holiday. <laughs> I'm rooting around in there. I dig through. What do I find? One old underwear, one clean pair that I left behind that I I missed. It's a Christmas miracle, but was and it I, clean? It was, John. I won't have it. It was a perfectly clean, wonderful pair that I was able to use today because I thought I had taken all my underwear with me to Europe, but I had I'd left one in uh, in reserve huh? on deck. Will Love it be doing laundry tonight? We don't know. What a win! If you don't, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be rough. We all tune know. in next week. Let's just say. Let's just say. Yes. <laughs> Tommy John's innovative designs and patented fabrics ensure that your underwear will never ride up, the waistband will never roll down, and you'll never get a wedgie. Tommy John's the best. If you don't love it on you, it's on them. <laughs> With Tommy John, your days of readjusting are over. No more fixing wedgies. You stay completely nestled at all times. What was that, John, about you being nestled? All times. And it's not just their underwear that's phenomenal. Their apparel is, too. That includes undershirts that stay tucked, socks that never fall down, second skin tees so soft you won't believe it, and all Tommy John underwear is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. 
Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Crooked Convos and get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Crooked Convos for 20% off. Once again, that's TommyJohn.com slash Crooked Convos. And we're all praying that Love It Does Laundry tonight. <laughs> McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brubble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. What is it about Dutch politics that... Um, that makes these sort of solutions possible, where, whereas they're not in the United States or many other countries. I think, so, freedom in the United States is based on this, like, live free or die, you know, mm. principle. And in Holland, it's basically based on, you just leave me alone, then I will leave you alone. That's, that's, that's sort of the idea. So, in that way, everybody can sort of get what they want. It's, it's, it, you just join together around a table, you just talk it out, you talk it out, endlessly talk about it, <laughs> and then eventually you find each other in the middle. And it's a solution that nobody's happy with and everybody's happy with. Huh. All right. <clears throat> One, would that work for the United States? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> One of the really awful side effects of our drug policies and our drug laws in the United States is that we've gone from a country, you know, I think we have 24 or 20 some odd percent of the uh, world's incarcerated population is in the United States. We're only 4% of the world's population is in the United States. Um, so it's led to this massive crackdown of, of you know, mostly young African-American or Latino males spending their lives in prison for nonviolent drug offenses. Um, has your drug policies and proposals manage to sort of change the way law enforcement incarcerates people in the way, you know, racial yeah, well, uh, strife has impacted these laws? I, the, the racial discussion, I, it's, it's, it's hard to like sort of compare the two. I think what you, you can say there's some sort of like a class, a class difference because um, uh, MDMA, for example, is um, mostly made by a group of people that are just we're always shunned from society, but it, it doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily a race thing. Like our judicial system is vastly different, but what you can see is that the, the engine that is the drug war is exactly the same here as anywhere else. It just, it marginalizes people. Um, it's very inefficient. Uh, it, it doesn't reach its own goals. It makes drugs use much more unsafe, mm -hmm. all those things. So um, the drug war is an American inv invention in, in, its, in its current form. And it, we we have it just the way any other country has it because it's it's UN uh, determined. The UN says you have to get drugs under control. The UN ODC uh, basically says um, that means it has to be forbidden. We get a very angry letter every year from the UN that our coffee shops are shouldn't be there. Um, you guys just kind of take that letter and just literally. I I, 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 I spoke to the Ministry of Health, uh, the Minister of Health from the nineties, and she, she the first day she was told this story and she said, well, what do we do with this letter? And <laughs> uh, the, the basically the, her, her assistant says, well, um, you just take it and you put them in the bottom drawer. 
And, and that's what happens. And it, that happens all over the world. Like every country, everywhere, has one real policy on the ground and then talks to the UN in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. the, the reality of drugs and drug policy have nothing to do with the political reality of drugs and drug policy. Yeah. And I guess one last question. What is the, um, what's the addiction treatment policy here? Is that covered? Like, what's the interaction between drug policy and healthcare policy? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all covered. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, I mean, up, up to a certain level, uh, right. of course, there's, 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 there's certain things that you have to pay for yourself. There's, but there's always help. You can always walk in. Um, and it's... it's and do some, you think people are more encouraged to do that and walk in? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's less stigmatized. Or, and, and then right. it's, again, it's, it's, it's... In Holland, we all have the same thing, but it's like in a lower, more whispery sort of way. It's mm -hmm. there, but it's not, it's not so openly spoken about. But if you need it, it's there. Definitely. And it helps. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cruz, thank you so much. Thank you. This is really great. We appreciate it. All right, that was our conversation with Tice Roos. And uh, tune in next week. We'll have another Cricket Conversation. And we're finally back from our European apology tour. Oof, my goodness. It's cold over there. Very cold. <laughs> cold and dark. Cold and dark.